coming up. Parenting, even on a typical day, is not easy. So how does a parent who is challenged with a chronic illness make it work? Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known speaker drops by for a visit and shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And my guest this week is Orit Esther Ryder, the author of the book Turnaround 180 Degrees in 180 Days, as well as teacher, consultant, and host of her popular website, Daily Dose of Emuna.com. And that is daily dose of Emuna, E M U N A.com. And this week, Orit Esther is speaking with us about parenting with a chronic illness. What an interesting topic. Welcome, Orit Esther Ryder, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I'm wondering if you can just tell us about your life and career before your diagnosis. Yeah, so lots of knives in my hands, cutting boards on the table. I'm a chef by profession, graduated from Culinary Arts Institute in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually ran my own off-premise glad kosher catering company called Kosher Designers for uh, 14 years from Mm -hmm. 1995 to 2009. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, my background is is certainly, uh, you know, preparing beautiful buffets, gourmet, boutique-y kind of catering dishes. It was is a real mm. thrill of a time in my life. It's mm-hmm. uh, totally different than what I'm doing now. Mm. So that all changed in 2009. 2009, right? so yeah. What was that? Was when you got a diagnosis? So what was what was going on? So I was actually um, diagnosed in early 2006. My first symptoms of multiple sclerosis, in short, MS, um, became uh, and surfaced while I was pregnant with my uh, last uh, child. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, they really didn't know what it was. It it appeared as um, numbness uh, traveling up the left uh, side of my body. Mm -hmm. And at one point within a week, it was literally that where half of my upper body was was numb. uh, So they actually thought I had had a stroke, uh, Hmm. God forbid, and they sent me to an, you know, CAT scan and MRI. Anyway, it showed clearly that there were um, lesions on my brain and in my spine and mm-hmm. what wow. seemed to appear as multiple sclerosis. Right, right. So your whole life shifted, right? So what is post-diagnosis life? Right. So I, I actually continued to work up until about 2009, uh, even though it was really hard for me. Um, but we had actually made Aliyah in 2009. And when we made Aliyah, for me, it was like change of place, change of muzzle. Okay, you can't do this anymore. Your legs aren't taking you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had to really revamp uh, what I thought I was going to do. I was sure I was going to make a huge successful career out of my catering, mm-hmm. continue to work in hotels here in Israel and, and such. And at the end, it ended up being that I uh, had to make a shift I realized that God had taken me on a detour in my life, that it was just not 
for me to be using my body anymore. There was something wow. else. There was another energy, wow. you know, I was sapped maybe from my physical energy, but there was other energy coming into my right. presence. Right, right. You also mentioned when we made Aliyah. So, and you also mentioned your last child, your youngest child. So how many of you are making Aliyah as you're going through this, uh, this illness? Uh, so yeah, no child left behind of five beautiful children. We took them all when my last, uh, my oldest child was just graduating from high school. We said, okay, time to pick up onto the airplane. We're going to Israel. How did you tell your children that uh, this is official, this diagnosis and everything? Um, you know, the the God-given grace of the diagnosis was that um, on two, in 2006, I was pregnant with my daughter and three months into the pregnancy, as I mentioned, I got my first symptoms and mm -hmm. the doctor sort of said, okay, can't do very much. We don't know if it's officially di diagnosed as MS. Go home, have your baby. We'll talk. A year later, um, the, all the symptoms came back and they did a spinal tap and I was originally officially diagnosed. Mm -hmm. I had a whole year to process the concept. Something in my gut said, you've got MS, you got to start making mm -hmm. a change. Mm -hmm. It was such a God given gift. I look at the wow. beauty in that time and I got the kids used to it. I kept telling them, you know, I think mommy's, you know, having some issues here with her body, right. you know, and, and they didn't really understand it, but I was very nonchalant about it because I had that grace full time. Right, right. You had, the, you had that time to process. It yeah. wasn't a sudden thing. Okay, so, so how did they manage? How did they manage as they saw that your um, physical capabilities are, are, and strength is starting to deplete a bit? Right. So listen, there's no question that um, I had to put up the pressure cooker there in the house. I mean, everybody's got to do a little bit more. Mommy's not feeling well today. Can you please, you know, no level of anger or expectation or I tried to keep the bitterness at a low, low level, you know, but the real work here was a personal journey within myself. I needed to let go of the bitterness. I still need today to keep working, letting go of the bitterness. It's nobody's fault. And they, you know, should pick up the slack as much as they can. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is a challenge. It definitely is a challenge. I'm trying to be as nonchalant about it as possible right, so they don't feel right. the burden. But in reality, Kids, God bless them, they need their parents. Whether we are breaking up a fight between siblings or preparing meals, helping with homework, um, what family doesn't know about uh, school projects being done the last minute and going out to the store for some more supplies. So these are physical things that parents, it's part and parcel of being a parent. So how is how specifically are you managing and how do parents do this uh, managing when there is uh, something chronically taking them out of the picture a bit? Yeah, so, you know, again, I really feel that the work begins internally with the person, the patient, uh, him, him or herself. Within myself, I had to do a lot of work of realizing that, you know, even though my physical body was losing strength, that means that almost like a tipping of the scale. So you're losing physical body, uh, physical strength, mm -hmm. but there must be access to some higher strength within me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, God closes the window, but he opens up a door. Something else is going to come through. So I try to flood as much as I possibly can during those limited stages when I have relapses. And with my MS, mommy loves you. God, that love doesn't need legs. You know, if I hear them fighting in the other room, 
I just envelop them in my mind. And I say, mommy's sending you a lot of peace, a lot of peace. I'm cutting up the fight emotionally, spiritually. I'm sending you peace. I love you, you know, and, and it, it works. It works because really? energy cords can, you know, do the work, what physically we cannot do. And, and that's how I made it through. But again, I have to feel whole within myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm bitter, if I'm angry, if I feel cheated out of life, I won't be able to do that in a wholesome way. Mm-hmm. Have you also found that your kids in their own way have shown resilience? That if, um, for example, if mommy can't help me with that school project, have you seen in your own life that your children become more responsible and get it done more independently? So I, I'm sorry that I keep going back to it. It's yeah. all in the presentation package. Mm-hmm. If I present it to them, this is your opportunity. This is my, first of all, it is an opportunity for me to teach them godly presence, mm-hmm. that life is more than physicality. Life is more about coarse material body. There's meaning to life, even with people who have illnesses that are cause them to be paralyzed and they actually physically can't move. There's more to life. There's meaning, there's love, there's happiness, there's opportunities to enjoy life even from the couch, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I present it in that way, because I really believe it, I am living it. I'm presenting it to them from an authentic place. So that's what I'm saying. The work begins in me. Mm-hmm. Then the vibes, the energy, the message comes out when it's okay. Yeah, I'm limited right now. I may be limited. God forbid a person may be limited permanently, mm-hmm. but it's okay. We can still be a loving family. We can still have a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. And I can still be there for you and give you that love, even if physically I can't do it for you. Wow, amazing. I want to end with this question. Uh, again, as someone with a chronic illness, has it, been, has it been difficult for you? And what is your advice to others who might feel bad about reaching out and asking for help? From the spouse, from friends, from relatives, wow. from babysitters. How that I really that, that rings such a uh, an amazing uh, you know real note inside of me. So uh, you know the world is built on this idea that God created the creation with the idea of giving and taking. God gives us all the time, and we're on the receiving end. In order for uh, for there to be givers, there's got to be takers, and the world is purposely made in a round circle. So once I'm giving, once I'm taking, once I'm giving once I'm taking. And the idea is it's not just taking, it's graciously receiving. And then when we mm. receive, we're giving the opportunity. Mm. We're in se- essentially giving that person. When we receive, we mm-hmm. give the opportunity for the other one who gives us be able to give. Because if I didn't receive, if there was no bucket to put it in, then how would that person be able to place that which they want to give? And it puts you in a position where next time when you are, and the world does go around, you're going to be able to give something and you will be able to give from that place of weakness. At one point, you're going to be able to give that wisdom, that empathy, that sensitivity. You're going to be able to feed the world from that space. You have to understand that you're going to be so much more empathetic because you've been there, you've done that. Amazing. Wow. It's a cycle. It's, yeah. It can be a beautiful cycle. I appreciate so much that you came by to talk about uh, parenting with a chronic illness. Not an easy topic. Thanks so much, Thank Ori Esther Ryder. And uh, folks, if you want to check out more about parenting and about parenting with challenges, there certainly are a lot of articles, videos, and lectures about parenting on H.com. They're worth checking out. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.